What if Derwin James got to share a defensive backfield with Eric Weddle? What if Sean Merriman got to line up across from Joey Bosa? We are creating the ultimate Chargers defense on today's Locked On Chargers podcast. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers together for over six seasons, but we're headed into our fifth season as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. And I'm happy to be here today fighting through covid Take it seriously, folks. It sucks, but I'm here to bring you that content that we always promise you guys, and we appreciate you being here today, and we are creating the ultimate Chargers defense. It was fun last week to imagine Justin Herbert handing the ball off to LaDainian Tomlinson and throwing it to Antonio Gates, and now we have the defensive side of things here, and we're going to go three cornerbacks, two linebackers, two safeties, two defensive tackles, and two edge rushers, but since we're starting with the cornerbacks, there's a very fun trio, David, that we created to represent the best of what the Chargers have had since the year 2000. That's where we're cutting it off. It's what they have done as a Charger since the year 2000. It starts with the cornerbacks, David. So who do you want to start with, with your cornerback group, trying to pick the best of the best since 2000? Well, I mean, if we're talking about the corners, Daniel, then we have to go with the most entertaining corner that the Chargers have had. The guy that had the most spectacular, unbelievable interceptions. And of course, (laughs) I am talking about Antonio. Hey, Philip Rivers might have something to say about that. No, I'm just I mean, the corners, Antonio though, corners. Cromartie definitely had a lot of kids. But, yes, it is Antonio Cromartie, a phenomenal four-year stretch with the Chargers where he played 64 games, 39 starts, 165 tackles, 15 interceptions. That's where he made his money. He was a guy that had the size, the length, the speed, and the swagger that you were looking for from the cornerback position. There's nobody else that you could start with for the Chargers other than Antonio Cromartie. Yeah, he had iconic moments too, I think, which yeah. makes him stand out more, you know. And, I mean, also there was, like, the years of Derek Cox and Sharice Wright and Richard Marshall. And, oh, you know, yes. Like, Jason Brett should be on this list, right? But he just yeah. never got to play enough. Like, yeah, there, there wasn't a healthy. ton to pick from in this, and that's why even with only playing four seasons with the Chargers and only really starting three of those seasons, yeah. Antonio Cromartie makes a lot of sense. In those four seasons, he had 15 interceptions. 2007, he was a first-team All-Pro and a Pro Bowler. He had 42 pass breakups in four seasons as a Charger and had 10 interceptions in 2007. Three in one game off the great Peyton Manning, including what I used to have as my MySpace picture, and that was, you know, the crow, the all that kind of stuff. Oh, I mean, yeah. that was the Iconic. best interception that I've ever seen as a Charger. I mean, and just as a fan of the NFL, oh, like yeah. it was the Odell Beckham touchdown before the Odell Beckham touchdown, right? That's the kind of catch that Absolutely. he made. And like prototypical size, right? Oh, Six yes. foot two plus. I mean, he was long. He was fast. He had all those things. And long went on arms. to have yeah. a really, really good career even after leaving the Chargers. He had yeah. several Pro Bowl seasons after that. So. He was a big mouth. He backed it up a lot of the times. And, I mean, he definitely deserves to be on this list. Who are you going with next? 
Yeah, so the next guy on the list here for me is a guy who is just a model of consistency, a, a dude that you can, <laughs> you could see out there every single game, and it and it shows. 11 seasons, and of course, if you haven't figured it out, I'm talking about Quentin Jammer. Mm-hmm. Quentin Jammer was a guy that you'd roll out there every single week. You know what you were getting. You were getting a pro corner. 11 seasons, he played 14-plus games in 11 straight seasons with the chargers. Okay. That is availability folks. And you don't see that in the NFL very often. 140 passes defensed for Quentin Jammer and 21 interceptions. This is a guy you just know what you're going to get. He's reliable. He's just a good football player, a great corner, a solid corner, a guy you can rely on. And that's why he has to be on the list. Quentin Jammer for sure. Yeah, he definitely deserves to be on this list, if not only because he has the best name of any corner of all time. I mean, Quentin Jammer, I don't think you could come up with a name better than that. Like, Jammer is just, that's what you think of when you think of corners. I mean, unless there's going to be someone with the last name. Interception, I don't think anyone's (laughs) going to outdo that one. I love Quentin Jammer. Hey, Jason Jackson might do it. Who knows? You always knew what you were going to get with him, right? He was so consistent. And, I mean, he was a little pit bull in the running game, too. He's never afraid to mix it up and and go low and take somebody out like that. Just He was a really good run defender as well. He was really, really good. In coverage, and I think on our list here, he would fit nicely in the slot, which is not what he did a ton with the Chargers, but with his profile and with what his strengths were, I think that's where he'd fit on our ultimate Chargers defense. But there's one more, David, to fill in the cracks here, and this one's really, really good and had a really, really good Chargers career. Absolutely, Daniel. And if you haven't figured it out, it is probably the best late addition to any NFL franchise of the last 10 years, okay? And I'm talking about Casey Hayward. Got cut from the Green Bay Packers really late, got signed by the Chargers, and turned out to be one of the best pickups, like I said, of the last 10 years. Five years with the Chargers, 78 games, 75 starts, 217 tackles, 66 passes defense, 14 interceptions, only allowed 17 TDs in five full seasons so it was a guy that was very reliable he wasn't the fastest guy but he was very smooth very intelligent knew where he was on the football field and used that to his his advantage and was a phenomenal corner for the chargers for five years yeah i mean you can't get dissuaded by how it ended and that's the hard thing with lists like this is like i mean a lot of these guys didn't end their career super well with the chargers but you have to look at what they were doing in their best years as a charger. And there's not many better seasons from a corner besides Antonio Cromartie's 10 interception season. Right. Then Casey Hayward's first season with the chargers leading the league with seven interceptions. He was a two time second team all pro. He was a two time pro bore. He had those seven picks, 14 interceptions, five seasons, 42 passes broken up just between 2016 and 2017. He was playing at such a high level. And I think, with someone like Casey Hayward, it was a great fit for the Chargers and I think probably the best free agent signing that Tom Telesco has ever had. I, I mean, just when you're looking at Tom Telesco's free agency career, there's been some good ones. There's been a lot of duds as well. The second contract, okay, maybe you can, you know, talk about that if you want, but just the initial pickup, getting him yeah. as a guy who was a rookie of the year and fell out of favor in Green Bay, huge, huge signing. And, I mean, really one of the big reasons that the Chargers defense did as well as they did after – they ended up signing Casey Hayward. But, I mean, I think with this group, you have three corners that you feel really good about since the year 2000. There wasn't a ton of other options. No 
not many honorable mentions on this list. Like Asante or like Asante Samuel Jr. Maybe he gets on this list eventually if we do it in five years, right? Yeah. A guy like Jason Brett. Obviously, we're taking the primes of these players, but it was just too little of a sample size. Yeah, one basically one season. Yeah, it yeah. was basically one season, like one All Pro season where yeah, he looked like he was going to be one of the best corners in the league, but just didn't work out that way, and that happens a lot. And I mean, that's why not all of these guys, you know, ended as gracefully as they started but these dudes i mean all either had really really elite seasons for the chargers in the case of quentin jamer a lot of really really good seasons over the yeah. years with the team and they're just a staple of uh, many good defenses along those times right in the 2006 2007 those teams that were making noise and winning the division he was a big big part of that but we have many many more great players to get into and what if i told you that junior sale Barely made the cut for linebackers in this one. And Eric Weddle, Rodney Harrison, Derwin James, who do you pick from? Because that is a really, really tough decision. Next, we're getting into linebackers and safeties. But I think this truly was the best group of corners that we could come up with for this defense. But I also think the best protein bar in the world is Built Bar. And right now, guys, they have Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs. Everyone knows the Coconut Brownie Chunk was the best Probably the best, arguably the best built bar of all time. A lot of people argued that, and it started wars inside of our NFL DMs, I can't tell you. But now it's taken itself up into another level. From the people who invented the healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk bar, but guess what? Now you have the puffs to deal with. And that's right, coconut brownie chunk puffs that you guys know and love with the creamy marshmallow finish that you're going to get with the best-tasting protein bars out there. And you're also getting something that's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brandy Chunk Pumps are only here for a limited time, so make sure you guys go to Built.com so you don't miss out. They're going fast because they do truly taste amazing. I mean, I'm not even a huge coconut guy, but these Coconut Brownie Chunks have opened my eyes, you could say, to the flavor of coconut. I mean, it's just all of the great things that you want wrapped up in one great package that's going to fill your craving while also still fitting on your diet so make sure you guys go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 to get 15 percent off your box of coconut brownie chunk puff built bars that's promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right well even with the COVID, i can still do a nice little transition it's good to know that we still got in there but thank Great you guys job. again for uh, checking in on today's show we are continuing these ultimate chargers defense it's fun i mean we obviously cut it off at the year 2000 just because it's like you go any further past that there's just too many arguments that you'd have to have and the nice thing here is we got to see all of these players so we have yeah. a firsthand experience of all of these guys and why they made it on the list but let's get to the linebackers david and even though i said you know junior sad the only reason i said he maybe wouldn't be on the list is because he only played three seasons in the 2000s obviously yeah he's the best chargers linebacker of all time for my money he's the best linebacker period of all yeah. time and he makes this list, obviously. How could you not go with him? Even an aging junior Sam was much better than most of the other guys on this list. And my other one here, David, was Donnie Edwards, who was super, super impressive. And I think some people forget how good his tenure was with the Chargers. But for junior Seau, he's just a guy that even aging, even what he was able to do before he ended up leaving the Chargers and going to the Dolphins, the Patriots, all those other teams, too enticing to put him on this list. You can't create any kind of Chargers ultimate defense without having Junior Seau. Well, and also you have to keep in perspective that he was an all pro in the year 2000. Okay. So <laughs> there is no other Chargers linebacker that made an all pro list. So sorry, at middle linebacker, let me be specific sure. here. 
so yeah, that didn't happen. So there was nobody anywhere close to Junior Seau. So you still got to take him. And his resume, it speaks volumes. Yeah. Eight all pro selections, <laughs> 18 interceptions, 12 Pro Bowls, 56 sacks in 20 seasons. And oh, by the way, from 2000 to 2002, 123, 95, 84 tackles. Still incredibly productive. The dude was still doing what he does. One of the mo most pure all-around linebackers. And then for Donnie Edwards, man, th this guy could do it all. I mean, five years in, in San Diego, like he was a guy you felt very good out in coverage. You know, he had 53 passes defensed in those five years, That's 17 nuts. interceptions, also 740 tackles. He was a <laughs> tackling machine. That's like, crazy. It, it didn't matter where it, he was on the football field. It didn't matter what you asked him to do. This was a smooth athlete, a smart athlete, and a great, great football player, a fantastic linebacker for the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, especially when you compare – those numbers like what you see right now i mean it was a different time but like sure. the ad he was known for his coverage he was an elite yeah. coverage linebacker especially in those years i mean two seasons of five plus interceptions like that's wild i don't think there's a chargers corner right now outside of jc jackson that's had back-to-back -back seasons of five interceptions or even two seasons at all with five interceptions right and he was doing no. that at linebacker that's like darius leonard kind of stuff right there uh, three defensive touchdowns in his time yeah. with the Chargers, which is crazy. Two on interceptions, two on fumble recoveries. Averaged 148 tackles per season. That's what that's I'm saying. That's absolute like, machine. That's crazy. And he started every single game over the five seasons Durable. with the Chargers. I mean, he had at least eight pass breakups in every season. Like, he was super consistent, and he played super well when he was with the Chargers. Stuffed the up. stat sheet. Just didn't matter what it was. No, totally. I mean, Donnie Edwards, I remember him and like the interceptions are what I remember the most from him. Yeah. I was early in my Chargers fandom, but such a such a good player and yes. definitely deserves to be on this list. But I know, David, there's a like, even though it wasn't close, like there are a couple other guys for different reasons you could go with. Yeah, there was. And, and a couple of guys just for me, probably in the infancy of what I understood about football, just two linebackers that were really fun to watch. It was Randall Godfrey. And Steve Foley, those two. And I know Steve Foley played a little bit of, of defensive end, but those two guys were just mean, like just yeah. mean. I'm going to knock your head off like intimidating guys. And they were fun to watch because, you know, every time they strapped it up, they were trying to beat you up on the football field. And yeah. I just loved watching those guys play. 100%. I mean, those guys, you know, they played a different brand. Stephen Cooper even played a really Stephen Cooper too, yeah, absolutely. Field. I mean, I'll never forget him playing with, like, a broken arm, just having a full There's a club, arm cast yeah. out there yeah. on the field. Like, it was nuts. But safeties was a little bit tougher, David, because you do yeah. have the legacy of Rodney Harrison. And I think, really, when it came down to this list, it was between three dudes. It's Derwin yeah. James, who we know right now how great he is, even though it's only been two full seasons, really. Eric Weddle, who is the, you know, consistent, sustained success for the Chargers, and Rodney Harrison, who was kind yeah. of like the Derwin James before Derwin James, right? Not as yeah. good in coverage, but super physical, made a ton of plays for the Chargers. Who did you end up going with out of those three? Yeah, so, I mean, Derwin James, obviously, you know, you, you have to put him on the list. Even and with two seasons, right? Even, even with two seasons, just because of everything that he does well on the football field. I mean, he, he can cover your number one wide receiver as a safety. He can cover your tight end in the slot. He can rush the quarterback. He can fill in and run support. It doesn't matter what 
you do. And, and and it's not even fair to even call Derwin James a safety. Like this is a true positionless player because he can do anything on the defensive football field that you ask him to do. And he's too talented. He's, he's too good for you, him not to be on the list. So Derwin James, clearly one of the best safeties that the Chargers have had even in the past 22 years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the two full seasons he's played, he had 100 plus tackles in both of those years. In both of those seasons, he was made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, his very first season, he was first team All Pro and should have been a, a, at least a second team All Pro in 2021. I mean, oh yeah, just based on what he did per season that he played as a Charger. I mean, really only playing two seasons so far, he's blew it up in both of those seasons, right? And just also a physical total you know athlete package that you're, like you're just not like he may be the most athletic safety in the league like yeah. that's that's what he is right now plus having all of the skill that he does and the intangibles the leadership ability like just the yeah. magnetism the the alpha dog you know Darwin James is a guy that you can trust and that you know is going to lead your team a guy that galvanizes your team that's what Darwin James is yeah and I mean it's tough to pick him over Ronnie Harrison but since you have the strong safety the free safety is Eric Weddle. And Absolutely. I mean, as polarizing as he's been with Charger fans, I mean, it's don't forget how great he was. Absolutely I mean, not. Yeah. Five consecutive all-pro seasons, not Pro Bowl seasons, five consecutive all-pro seasons. That's something, you know, outside of Junior Seau, we haven't seen anywhere. That's the best at their position list. in the NFL. Basically. Yeah, and there's a few all, you know, there's a few second teams, few first teams, but 19 interceptions in nine seasons, five consecutive all-pros, eight seasons of 78 tackles plus eight straight seasons with 78 plus tackles a couple 120 plus tackle seasons mixed in there as well I understand why you know he's getting the hate from Chargers fans but if you're going with safeties on an ultimate Chargers defense you have to go with Eric Weddle yeah the, a guy that was consistent that was a very intelligent football player that you can see when he was out there that he knew what was going on. He was a very good processor. He was good in run support. He was a guy that you trusted as a last line of defense type of defender. Eric Weddle played a lot of very, very good football, regardless of what happened off the field, on the field, when he was wearing a Chargers uniform, he was a guy that was an impact football player for several consecutive seasons. And Rodney Harrison would have been very worth putting on the list too. Sure. He would have been very deserving of making the list that's you know definitely something that could be mentioned just because he was a game record and in his chargers career 21 and a half sacks from the safety position 34 <laughs> interceptions near that's the top a, in franchise crazy. history i mean more than any of the corners we talked about right he had more total interceptions as a charger but we we're cutting it off of the year 2000 right and even though yeah. he was good after that the other guys we had on here definitely deserved it and if it's between Derwin James and Ronnie Harrison, I'm just going to go Derwin James because I don't even think we've seen the best of what that dude's going to bring to the table, right? No. But we do have more to put into this because we have a great team so far, great defense so far, but we have no edge rushers and no defensive tackles. And I think we all know Jamal Williams makes it on this list. He was the the one guy that was the easiest decision to make on this list. But the edge rushers, there was a third guy that tempted me to choose him outside of Sean Merriman and Joey Bosa. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. All right. Well, we are still creating the ultimate Chargers defense, and we're getting into the defensive tackles and the edge rushers, this one. And, David, obviously the defensive tackles, it starts with Jamal Williams. And what I wouldn't do to put Jamal Williams on this Chargers defense right now, and when you're talking about a 
dominant physical presence right he was the the vince wilfork of the chargers during his time right he was just an immovable object a, a glass eater a dude that really changed the way you had to play with how good he was against the run like the middle was just off limits with jamal williams this was david the easiest decision i made on this ultimate chargers defense i, I wrote his name down uh, his name down immediately there was no conversation i didn't have to think about it it was an automatic thing jamal williams was so dominant on the inside like you had to almost triple team this dude. Double teams were not enough. He would yeah. consume those and eat those for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It did not matter. Jamal Williams was completely dominant against the run. We have not seen anyone in a Chargers uniform that has as dominant as he is as stopping the run. A three-time Pro Bowler, a two-time All-Pro, 12 seasons, 148 games, 122 starts. And I like this one here. 21 passes defense. The guy that got his hands up. If he couldn't get there, he was still making an impact by pat batting that football down. Four yeah. forced fumbles, 396 tackles, 13 sacks in those seasons. But it wasn't about the sacks from Jamal Williams. It was all about stopping the run, and no one did it better. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not about the pass rush. I added his 12 sacks in his Charger season, maybe one after that with the Broncos. Yeah. I can't remember. But Either way, I mean, he also had 54 tackles for loss for the Chargers, right? I mean, he was making plays in the backfield as yes. a dude who's the like certified sumo wrestler. This dude yes. was huge. He was built 330, like the house, 340. Yeah, yeah, easy. 330. He was a different kind of. You don't see defensive tackles like him very much anymore. But yeah, I mean, I think he was respectable, but as far as being a pass rusher, but that's not what he was known for. Right. He was known for stomping the run, and he deserved it to be on this list, but. The one I went after that, David, though, <laughs> there's no more obvious decisions, especially at this position. <laughs> and how many years have we talked about the Chargers struggling run defense, right? And there was the Brandon yeah. Meebane years and the Limbaugh Joseph years. And I thought Limbaugh Joseph played fine, but not at well enough to make it onto a list like this. And then even before that, David, a lot of struggling defensive lines that gave mm -hmm. a lot of yards on the ground. Yeah. So I went back on mine, back to the, you know, Jamal Williams seasons and the, you know, 2000 seasons for my other defensive tackle. And I went with Luis Castillo, who had 13 sacks in his first 36 games, really got to a hot start, had seven sacks in only 12 games in 2006 and had 19 sacks in six seasons, but played only one one game in year seven. So I didn't count that one, but it was tough, David, but I'm. Luis Castillo was a guy who made plays in the running game. He really, I mean, at his best, was one of the better defensive interior pass rushers the Chargers have had, especially since the year 2000. So this one was a little tougher because there's a lot of guys that are in the, like, pretty good range and had a pretty good stretch of a couple of years, but that's who I ended up going with. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. And I think when you go back and you look at all of the rosters the Chargers have had from the year 2000, it becomes very clear that some positions were neglected. They yeah. were not really selected, or at least there was no premium resources that were put into those positions. And defensive tackle is clearly one of those things. There was not very many good options. My honorable mention here is Corey Legit, former first-round pick of the Chargers. I know, Which I think fans are going to scream at you about. Yeah, and hey, you, you might <laughs> scream at me. That's fine. I, I get it. But if you look at you know what he did the first couple of years while he was in the, in, the, in the league with the Chargers, I mean, he had, what, 17, 17 sacks. So, so he, he had he didn't play much during his first season, or right. he didn't do much during his first season. But yes. in years two, three, and four, he had over that three year stretch seventeen sacks, which is something not even Luis Castillo did. Seventeen sacks over a three year span, and also thirty one tackles for loss over a three year span. And I think the thing with Corey Legion is 
you can't base it just off of what he did after they gave him the contract, right? Because that's when yeah. they had the PED suspension. Yeah. That's when things really started to fall off a cliff. He started getting injured all the time. That's why it's tough. But in that three-year stretch, David, as far as pass rushing from the defensive interior, I don't think you're going to find a better stretch than those three years since the year 2000. Yeah, no, I would absolutely agree. I mean, and that's can. why I already looked. <laughs> no one did. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, I mean, definitely would agree, though, but there's not a whole lot of other options. It just wasn't right. a position when you look at this Chargers rosters the last 20 years that they put a lot of resources in. I mean, Darius Phylon was a guy who had a couple of good seasons, a couple of four stack seasons yeah. on the interior. You know, they had the guys like Igor Olshansky, right? And Jock Cesare. Phenomenal and, name, Igor some, Yeah, and, and some really solid players in those yeah. years, but nobody that really jumped off the page is just like, hey, I'm creating the ultimate Chargers defense. Who do we put on this list? Right. Edge rushers, they've had a few great ones, David. I mean, really, yeah. they've had a, a lot of really good pass rushers. I mean, just looking at since the year 2000, right, you're talking not just Sean Merriman, not just Joey Bosa, but Melvin Ingram, who was a really, yeah. really good first-round pick for the Chargers mm-hmm. and ended up having a great career with the Chargers. And also Sean Phillips, who really, I mean, is second in Chargers history in sacks, right? And and ahead of Sean Merriman, ahead of Melvin Ingram, ahead of Joey Bosa even. But for now. When, you're, when, you're, yeah, when you're going with the two best guys, though, it was just too appealing of an option to line up Sean Merriman across from Joey Bosa because Sean Merriman in his prime, right, was 17 sacks in 12 games. Yeah. In 12 games, the dude had 17 sacks. And Joey Bosa. Yeah, that was his all-pro year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and he was also, you know, defensive rookie of the year. He got robbed that year in 2006 by Jason Taylor on defensive player of the year. I think Jason Taylor had like 13 and a half sacks, Mm -hmm. something like that. But Sean Merriman, Joey Bosa was the way to go. Oh, no question. And again, with Sean, with Sean Merriman, there was only a, a couple of prime white hot seasons. It was three where he was completely dominant for the Chargers. Three, three-time pole bowler, that all-pro season we talked about, 60 games, 43 and a half sacks, three seasons of 10-plus sacks, 232 tackles, and 50 tackles for loss. So Sean Merriman was definitely a phenomenal football player for the Chargers, a great edge rusher, a game wrecker, no question. But then. You, ha- you talk about Joey Bosa, and Joey Bosa, my goodness. I think when you when you put in perspective the edge rushers the Chargers have had and you look at Joey Bosa's six seasons in the NFL with the Chargers, this dude is absolutely phenomenal. He is so dominant, and it, it's a lot more evident when you put it all in perspective. 79 games, 75 starts, four Pro Bowls, 2016 Defensive Rookie of the Year, 291 tackles, 73 tackles for loss. In six seasons, ridiculous. 13 forced fumbles, which six of those came last season. When you have to remember, too, though, right? Like, how many of these, a lot of these weren't even full seasons, right? Only 12 games in his first season as a rookie and still one defensive rookie of the year. I think he wanted one season where he only played five games. So, like, those six seasons are including years where he didn't get to play a lot of the games. Yeah, 58 sacks, 129 QB hits, and four of his six seasons in the NFL have 10 plus sacks in them and i also think that with joey bosa just with just like with derwin james that we have not seen the best of joey bosa and he hasn't had somebody on the other side like a sean merriman to be able to take some of those double teams away from him he does now i think we're gonna in for one of the best seasons of joey bosa's career but joey bosa's really damn good 
Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because Khalil Mack is obviously a guy, you know, just if it's based on his career would be on this list. I mean, he's only one of these guys who was a defensive player of the year, but yeah. we're only going based on what these dudes did as a charger since the year 2000. So yeah. it'd be nice to put JC Jackson in. I would trade one of those guys out for JC Jackson for yeah. sure. Khalil Mack, I, you know, Joey Bosa, Sean Merriman, in their prime, both of those dudes were really, really, really good, but neither one was a defensive player of the year, even though Sean Merriman should have been the year that LT won the MVP. But with Joey Bosa, I think because there's never been that 15-plus sack season, it's easy to forget how good and how consistent he's been, right? Just because, like, Sean Merriman had those three really good seasons, and then it was nothing else, right? Yeah. BD suspension, a bunch of injuries, yeah. goes on yep. to the Bills, doesn't do anything there. Joey Bosa, year in, year out, is just getting the job done. I mean, 58 sacks in six seasons. He's averaging less than 10, or he's averaging just under 10 sacks per season. Like, that's crazy because it's hard to do it that many years, right? Yes. I mean, Sean Phillips, year right? A year. guy that was hard not to put on this list, at least as an honorable mention, because he's second most in Chargers history. Two 11 plus sack seasons, seven seasons of at least seven sacks. He's a Pro Bowler only once in 2010, but. But Joey Bosa, I mean, he's already right behind Sean Phillips, right? He moves into yeah. third in franchise history if he gets eight sacks in 2022. He moves into second in franchise history, Joey Bosa does. If he gets 12 sacks this year, he moves into second place all time. It's going to take a lot more to catch up to Leslie O'Neal, and we'll have that conversation a different day. But as far as guys like that have been the model of consistency, when Joey Bosa's been in the game, he's been a game wrecker. And he's also an elite run defender yes. too. And with the talent he has around him on this defensive line, I think you're going to see all of his tools come to light this upcoming season. But Joey Bosa, crazy. I mean, he's already he's good. to be already be fourth in franchise history in sacks, right? To be about to be second in year seven. Like that's crazy. Oh the yeah. Chargers and he's stuff. still in his twenties, by the way, just as a reminder, <laughs> just to a warning for the rest of the league. <laughs> right? I mean, and Nick Bosa just as good, you know, like that two elite, elite dudes. What incredible genes, man. My goodness. Yeah. 100%. Three first-round picks between them and their dad, too. But, Joey, I mean, I think he gets hated on just because – not that he does. I don't think he gets a ton of hate. Like, that's probably a straw man a little bit. But, like, I don't think he's truly respected for how good of a career he's had so far in his yeah. first six seasons. He came on the scene right away. And he's been that same elite player and is living up to every dollar of that contract so far. I don't no want to hear anything about that because that was a good contract. And he absolutely – deserved it but david now we have the three cornerbacks antonio cromartie quinton jammer casey hayward our linebackers are junior sayo and donnie edwards the defensive backfield is eric weddle and derwin james then you have sean merriman and joey bosa coming off the edge that'd be <laughs> the best the defense ball. in the league this year i mean that's that's for sure that, that would be one of the better defensive teams since the year 2000 that you could probably come up with but Elite, elite players at pretty much every position, and all these dudes were an all-pro or pro bore for the most part, you know, besides maybe Luis Castillo, but all these other dudes, all-pro type of players, and if the Chargers had that, probably going to the Super Bowl for sure this year with that defense. I mean, that is absolutely crazy, but but to, I, I mean, that's a pretty good ultimate Chargers roster with, you know, Justin Herbert, Antonio Gates, LT, the best offensive line that's been assembled since the year 2000 to go along with all these defensive players we talked about today, but thank you guys for coming on to today's show and listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys for making us your first listen. If you guys need a second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown NFL podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league. 
because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. But to follow our show, guys, make sure you check out wherever you get your podcast from. You can follow for free on all platforms. You can also subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel. And I will tell you guys that we should be back here tomorrow. Obviously, I have COVID, so we'll see how it goes. But I'm starting to feel a little bit better. And it is Fan Mail Friday. So make sure you guys are getting in on that action and hit us up at Locked On LAC on Twitter. We're going to put a post out, a couple of posts out tomorrow. Try to get your guys' questions. If you guys want to call into the voicemail line, you can do that at 323-524-7924. We try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. And we need some. And if you put it in and you keep it shortish, you should probably get it on the show. But you guys can also comment on our Locked On Chargers Instagram page. You can go to our Locked On Chargers Facebook page and also put your questions there. And David Drogmeyer's DMs are always open. You can hit him up at DrotalkSD on Twitter, and you can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports. But should be back here tomorrow for you guys on Fan Mail Friday. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.